The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, Welcome to the Eric St. Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures from right here, smack dab in the beautiful, posh, Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Uh, within the last 24 hours, I had a conversation with Madison, my youngest, on this show. And I picked up the phone. I said, hello, Madison. I'm podcasting. I know. I can tell. But she didn't say it quite like that. I didn't. I mean, I don't mean to make her sound like an like an idiot because I know I can tell I'm like is it because I'm uh it's just the way you talk it's just how it sounds it's not it's not like dad normally if you're not podcast you pick it up and you're like hi honey oh hey hey honey you know you it's dad speak different language same words just different tone Kind of like when I'm podcasting, it has to have a layer of assholishness to it in order to be effective. I can't just sit here. I mean, it's totally different set of circumstances that makes that a thing, but welcome. I'm glad you're here. Um, let me get right to it. I talked to Josh from the Meyer grocery store. If you're not familiar with where I live, it's a Myers, the big one. He has helped me gather all of the food and ordered it and, uh, set it aside. And they bring it out to Mike balls trailer for the great food giveaway every year. Well, first two years that we did it year one, we fed a hundred families year two. We fed a hundred. We had a hundred meals. Same thing. Box of food, uh, with a Christmas, meal uh for people they just pull up at irvine's auto repair grand rapids hybrid no questions asked we put the food in the car and then off they go heck we had food from uh we had dog food hey do you have any pets yeah i got two dogs you need free food yeah and then so the grand rapids pit bull alliance they're there they put food, the dog food in the car even the dogs get fed it's spectacular it's the most grassrootsy of grassroots things that is ever grassroots. I'm not going to lie to you. Getting started in year three. I was a little bit apprehensive. It's not like I lost an army of people. When. Um, the great Zaniac exodus happened. But it was enough that I was like, well what do we do now? I mean, I don't want to, uh, lay an egg on this on the fundraising, but I shouldn't have done that. I should have known that you all would step up and boy, have you. All right. You have, because right now, uh, we are sitting at, uh, around $2,200 raised for the great food giveaway. Number three. And that's very important because 
rather than just uh, you know, uh, shrinking like a violet. Isn't that what they say, a shrinking violet? I don't even know what that means. I think it means you're just a pussy. Go big or go home. So we double the amount of people that we want to feed. And as soon as you throw it out there, then it's it's set in stone. That's the goal. You work towards it, okay? I sound like a football coach trying to pump up the team for the big game. So I reached out to Josh, admiring a buddy. I need 200 hams. I need 400 cans of vegetables. I need 200 bags of potatoes. I need 200 jars of gravy. I need 200 packages of King's Hawaiian rolls. And I need 200 pumpkin pies. That's a lot of food, Eric. Yep. I can do this. I will put the order in. Because, you know, it's gone up this year, the cost. And I said, I know, and that's not Joe Biden's fault. He said, the hams are 89 cents a pound, Eric Zane. I said, all right. So what are we looking at? Now, I had spoken to you. I I assumed it would be uh, north of $4,000. I was off. It's more. Thank God we have time. Because as of right now, the 30th of November, tomorrow being the 1st of December, we have 22 days till the great food giveaway. The grand total of cash that we need to raise it's $5,570.00. That's right. $5,570.00. Um, we got started early. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV pledged $500 of that right away. Mike Ball dropped in $500. Uh, Julie M. dropped a $250 donation. Rob V. Last night, thank you. A $200 donation. So that right there is uh, $1,450 of the $2,200 that we have raised. Other folks have given uh, sizable donations as well. $100, $10, $5. I don't care. To me, they are all sizable. The key here is the numbers of people that enjoy this show, which not Joe Rogan. But enough that we can hammer this out so quickly and be done with it. Okay? The way we do this is the amount of money raised. Once we hit that amount, we buy the food. And then as the donations continue to roll in, and they will, we then write a check to Kids Food Basket, which same goal in mind keeping people from being hungry, in this case, kids, while they are at school. Thank you, thank you, thank you, as you consider a few bucks to throw the way of the great food giveaway. Now, how we're collecting this money, it ain't fancy. Never has been. I'm literally asking you to throw money to me like a fucking forward pass through Venmo and PayPal. I've been collecting your cash, and like I said, 
I'm paying very close attention to money that comes in through Venmo and PayPal. And then I'm very transparent with showing you the dollar amounts coming in and the actual money spent at Meyer. Take a picture of the, uh, of the receipt uh, and then off we go. Send it. Venmo at Eric dash Zaitunian Z E I T U N I A N PayPal at Eric Zane show. If you're enjoying the show live right now, here you go. Boom. I have those for you. Thank you. So I am, um, we now have that goal right in front of us. $5,570 to raise for the great food giveaway. Thank you. If you've donated, you're awesome. Uh, we have, like I said, enough of an audience that even with just, uh, some modest donations from everyone, we will destroy this. So I am really, really excited about it. Not at all in, uh, t- intimidated by that number. We will hit it um, with the early on donation by my uh, sweet friends over at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. They asked me to pass along the sponsor to sponsor bridge. It was essentially a challenge. Essentially, in a lighthearted, sweet way, they're calling out sponsors of this show. Saying, hey, we as a business are committing $500 to the great food giveaway. They are hosting, of course, for this event on the 22nd of December. So they are urging a match by any business. Wow. And I would encourage you to go over. So if they gave 500 I would encourage 501 and then say, yeah, what do you think of that? And then the war starts. That's a fun way to do it. Or if you work, pass the hat around, send it my way, and we are going to feed people. 200 boxes full of food stacked up a wall of food to be given away on December 22nd. That is the Thursday, two days before Christmas Eve at Irvine's. Uh, we'll need volunteers to help give it away. Sarah Rukrak Roosh will be there screaming at people to pull over. Uh, no Santa Pellerito this year. He is out. We are no longer friends. So that's okay. We have, re- all these people have been, we have moved on. We are done with the drama. We will continue to do what we've done to help people. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I have the link if you're listening to the audio podcast after the show gets done. Uh, I have the link uh, in the show notes, and you can uh, check that out. Thank you to Ryan. Oh, my God. Ryan just sent cash now. Wow. Thank you to Kevin. Kevin just dropped a big chunk of change. Kevin K, holy shit. That's incredible. Kevin, no more beer for Kevin. No more cash for Kevin. No more beer bongs. No more beer bongs. 
All right. So I wanted to start off with that while I've got all your attention before you start, your brain starts to wander uh, on this show. And I understand sometimes that does happen. Uh, Yesterday... Facebook fight, Facebook fight. You are wrong and I am right. You are a stupid prick. You can suck my big fat dick. This is another Facebook fight. Whenever I do the show like the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, I make a small portion of it available to people who listen to the free podcast. The idea is put it out there. Maybe they'll like the 10 minutes and think, Hey, it's worth, uh, it's worth a little bit of cheddar, uh, to check out the Patreon bonus podcast. It's a way I try to uh, generate more audience. The po- uh, the audio that I put up there, was Ben and I discussing, because we hadn't had a chance to discuss Ben and I on our show, uh, more of our reaction to Kelly Cheese's uh, takedown on Instagram of some random person. Could be anybody. Now, I've gotten over the years, a lot of people say, why do you talk? And it's like, why not? Because it's interesting when I talk about my old show. It's very interesting that there has been a tremendous amount of storylines to focus on there. And I am a listener. I listen to it. I am allowed to speak of these things. And this was a very fresh one. We have a fresh story to talk about. Now, if I went on my show and said, oh, those guys did me wrong. They treated me bad. I'm mad because they did it. They hurt me. I think you'd have a leg to stand on. I would be pretty fucking pathetic. So I couldn't understand why everybody was giving this one dude in particular was giving me tons of shit because I was happy. I was uh, speaking of this now legendary uh, takedown by Kelly Cheese, who I like. Okay. I have, and I say this in the clip, I have nothing but respect for her. Nothing, nothing but respect for her. Um, I think she is the content driver on that show. I've made that very clear time and again. Uh, Greg and Chris are dependent on her and pay her. Pay that bad bitch. And when I say that, I say that with respect because she is a badass. I say that in the complimentary way. You better not fuck that one up. I don't know how many more bullets you have in the gun outside of her. Um, so I wrote Ben and Eric Patreon freeview, Kelly Cheese's takedown, and an unwanted trip to Vegas. Well, it's just a little audio clip. No big deal. No big deal. By the way, 
Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this. I need questions for Dear Meathead. I officially have none. Zero. No questions in the hopper for Dear Meathead. So I'm busy doing the show. I don't have time to like make them up off the top of my head. So if you have questions, things going on in your life that you have a question uh, that you would like to run by my dad for Dear Meathead, brought to you by my friends at Baldwin Ace Hardware, please send it to me. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Don't put it on the chat. I just won't see it. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. I need it usually like three, four, five. So think of something, send it along. I appreciate that. You're helping me. Uh, so I posted it and, um, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. So Kelly cheese's takedown, which was an absolutely fantastic moment. Whoever she was taking down could have been anybody. Um, and then immediately there's a, a blowback that I'm even talking about that. People seem to think that if I discuss like current shit going on on that show, that it's like some type of bad look. Okay. And this isn't at all about trying to rub anyone's nose in shit. This was interesting for a change. I don't have anything to bitch about. It's a fucking great story. Now on the clip, um, God, I should probably play it. That would give you a little bit more perspective. In fact, I will. It's going to take me a second. This is why I'm stalling. Okay. Give me a second here. Suddenly, I just heard someone speaking Spanish. Advantage y su garantía limitada de por vida, porque siempre trae cuenta ser un pro. That's my own uh, podcast. There's a commercial in Spanish. En Lowe's, oferta válida hasta el 2-1-23. Selección varía por lugar hasta agotar existencias. Debe registrar la garantía en los primeros 30 días de la compra hasta el 12-31. Hey, Nissan, how do you get to the top? Take a hard left in East Africa. It's not bad. I got a, uh, a commercial for Lowe's in Spanish. And then a Nissan ad. Where this? It could be worse. Is the new Nissan? Uh, ben, I got a uh, a person who likes uh, what we do on our show with our little Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. This was the discussion of the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast that um, I wanted to share with Ben, and I posted to the free platform. Here, I got a person who signed up on Patreon. Okay, who, uh, I was like, oh, thank you, I appreciate that, and yeah. uh, and. And she said, I'm really liking the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. And I go, well, that's great. I can't. And uh, this person has been kind of in our little um, uh, universe of news. Okay. And um, 
Her name is Rachel. Oh, shit. Get out of here. Yes, I'm not kidding you. And wow. uh, she signed up for Patreon. I was like, you know, you didn't have to do that. Come on. She goes, no, I like this show. I go, oh, well, that's fucking great. That's amazing. So um, last week, <laughs> oh, last wow. time we met you and I, we were discussing, this was the night two weeks. Well, it was a little bit more than one week ago because yeah. we recorded at the end of that week. And then we're recording early on this week um, that Joe posted his, Hey, everybody, you know, uh, <laughs> thanks for all the thoughts. There's been a lot of falsehoods. We threw it out there about me. Right. And then Kelly cheese. She posted that post could have been about anybody. We have no idea who she was posting about, but she laid that someone s- right in the nuts. Oh, what a fucking one-sided affair. That was, that was brutal. I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, if, uh, if you're someone who that was aimed at, could be anybody, yeah. you never know who that was aimed at, how that special person who had that aimed at them would be able to fucking recover from that. Right. I would have crawled right back into the hole I was in before I posted that. It, well, uh-huh. <laughs> whoever that was aimed at, yes, I would, exactly. I would consider cutting off my dick, becoming a woman <laughs> and going to like a faraway land and starting right. over. It was such a brutal uh, bit of destruction. It was. I would also like to say that there is no way in hell in an appropriate setting that I should ever be able to go up and uh, uh, buy Kelly Cheese a drink because the universes cannot mix in the current setup the way it is, if you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah, I get you. But I am so... I I'm just blown away at that, that she needs like uh, a couple of drinks for that. Right. Out of fucking respect, (laughs) out of fucking respect, you know, like one of those mob moments where you just like, Salome, Salome. And then you just leave. You don't, you don't, you don't act. You don't say anything. Just buy a drink and just tip your head. Hey, one of those deals. (laughs) That's perfect. Holy shit. Okay. That's what I posted. I bring it up and I, I, I play it for you for, con- for context. So this was confusing to me because some guy named Kyler Kimball says, why are you always attacking your old show? Now, for him to write that on a clip where I'm not attacking my old show, I was confused. If there was a clip where I was attacking my old show, that would have been appropriate. So I was confused with that, and so were a lot of people. But for some reason, he took the fact that I spoke of them in whatever context to then go this direction with his um, complaints, I guess. Why are you always attacking your old show slash employees? Seems a bit petty. I like you and wish you were still on the show, but it seems like anything you can get from them to make something out of it, you do. I don't know. And so right away, I'm like, well, dude, it's fucking interesting. It's something to talk about. If anyone should be talking about this, 
It should be me. I am unbelievably qualified. I'm the most qualified to talk about these things. Now, I'm not going to get in an insult fest with this guy because that always uh, leads to me being banned. In fact, I just found out yesterday that Stu got banned again, so we will not have Fuck You Fridays for a little while unless he puts it out on a different platform, so I'm very disappointed about that. Brandon responded to Kyler Kimball with, he's not attacking anyone. He's not talking about, uh, he says, you mean Joe? He's not attacking anyone in this preview. So Brandon's confused too, Brandon Love. Kyler Kimball says, the comment that I made was about Kelly, which is in this post, if you know how to read, not sure. And so I'm like, well, no, I, I, I just said that I respect the hell out of her. I don't, did you listen to what I posted? So I obviously he didn't, I don't know. Um, so he says, doesn't make sense to me. Move on. So all the, and then Steve writes, oh yeah, it's all sour grapes. Eric can't grow up. Wait, wait, what the fuck? What are you talking about? I wrote, did you even listen to the clip? No one attacked anybody. I can talk about whatever the heck I want. You don't like it? See yourself out. Then I wrote to Kyler who accused me of attacking Kelly Cheese. I said, I am a fan. I think you're getting this wrong. Brandon says, I do know how to read. That's the guy that Kyler said, yeah, you don't know how to read. He goes, and I'm also able to listen. If you listen to the clip, he praises Kelly. And then I followed it up with, you keep suggesting that I'm attempting to take Kelly down. Did you think that I was being sarcastic? Perhaps I have nothing but respect for her after that uh, Instagram post. Are you up to speed on that story? So I'm actually giving this fucker the benefit of the doubt. Uh, several other people jump on board, ripping me a new asshole. I'm thoroughly confused. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Uh, Kyler says, I really don't care what you post, Eric, because I still follow you, but you seem to always bring up free beer and hot wings and the people on that show. Anytime you can, for whatever reason, it's annoying, not only to me. But a lot of people that still listen to you and like you, obviously. Then he says, you're a podcast. Remember that. So I wrote, well, I talk about what I find is interesting. If you don't like it, hit the road. I'm not doing this to entertain you. I'm doing it to entertain me. Cade writes, Eric, you're right on the money. Call him while you see him. Keep up the awesome work. The show's hilarious and fun. Well, thank you, Cade. I appreciate that. Uh, Cade then went and signed up for Patreon because of this. What the fuck? That's the proof is in the pudding. That's why I do this. I'm trying. It's interesting. It's fun to talk about. I'm saying what I want to say about the people that I want to say it about. And look, because of that, I have a new member on Patreon. I'm doing this. To do, uh, to to have fun with it, talk about what I find is interesting. There's nothing wrong with that. 
And it's been a very, very hot topic. Very hot. David says, a lot of us used to like you, but we don't want to listen to old ass dirt drama. It's not old. It's brand new. It just happened. Fuck face. So this went on through on into the night. Battle lines drawn. Finally, Kyler writes to all above, including Eric Zane, Kyler Kimball, not uh, any of the other 800 Kylers that listen to this show. It's just one. I have no rant on what was said or not said about anyone or anything. I did not listen to the podcast. Well, you fucking idiot. You should have. Why the fuck? You're getting mad. You're fabricating a fucking scenario. And uh, I'm not attacking anyone, you fucking moron. He just doesn't like. He thinks I'm not allowed to speak about things concerning my old show. And I disagree with that. So he asked me, why? Why do you do this? And he writes like a fucking book. I responded with, well, I guess the short answer to your long question is because I want to. And I answer to no one about that, except for the occasional lawyer. It doesn't matter how you feel about that. If there's something gigantic and drama- uh, dramatic on that show, like a person resigning who's been there for uh, a decade and a half, and I decide to talk about it, and then out of the blue, I get a letter threatening a lawsuit. If you don't find that interesting, you're a fucking idiot. Okay? You are an absolute idiot. Julie wrote to this guy, hey, it's called content and giving listeners what they want to hear. Some people enjoy it. Some don't. I don't care. She seems to enjoy it, though. This guy, Kyler, gets snotty with her and says, so you want to bring up the past, which I'm obviously not. It just happened. And then he says to her, LOL, you make no sense. Go to bed. So he's being an asshole to her. So I wrote, don't be a jerk. She likes it and you don't. Not the end of the world. James says, because I am a fucking loser with a washed up show. All right. Josh says, Josh R says, Kyler, Kyler Kimball, you should follow the show on Twitch. I'd love to see you get a 600 second ban. All right. At the end of all of this, this was a huge success. My work is done. I had a fantastic day yesterday. Plenty of people enjoyed the show, and that makes me happy. That's the point of all of this. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone. Ben says, can you please clear something up for me? If you have your own podcast, what are you allowed to talk about asking for a friend? All right. Again, 
Email the show, eric at ericsaintshow.com. If you have any questions for Dad on Dear Meathead. Dad, that's your radio voice. I can tell you're doing the show. Uh, for those that are getting the show right now on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, the time has come to part ways. I do that to remind you that if you want the full show, you must go to Twitch. The full show, as it happens live, only happens on the platform, Twitch. I don't do, I don't, I don't do Twitch. I'm old. Moron, this is the easiest thing in the world. If you're at your desktop or laptop, go on the internet, open up another window, Twitch, T-W-I-T-C-H, dot TV, slash Eric Zane. There I am. That's it. Hit follow, make a little name for yourself uh, on your little username, and then you can contribute on the chat. All right, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live or download the Twitch app, search Eric Zane Live, and you're in business. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, uh, email me whenever you have a question, comment, or concern, eric at ericsaneshow.com. On the Shoreliners striping inbox, and as always, the audio podcast is available for download shortly after this uh, live show on Twitch concludes. You can download it. On your favorite uh, podcasting platform, just search Eric Zane Show and uh, subscribe, if you will, that regard on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whichever one that you enjoy the show on. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Twitter brought to you by Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. I'm sorry, YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss. Got to get this right. And uh, Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Speaking of my old show. By the way, they have the day off today. Um, Greg, his mother, is under the weather. And I wish her nothing but the best. She is in uh, Florida. And she had to get a pacemaker. So, uh, very wisely... He dropped what he was doing and went to visit her in Florida. And that is awesome. She's always very, very sweet. So uh, I hope there is a, uh, uh, what do you call it? A quick recovery and uh, all is well. So they decided to take the day off yesterday. I, they, um, it is worth mentioning that I am thoroughly confused. For fans of Free Bear and Hot Wings. Um, Greg not being there should not be the, the show has to stop. I urge them and encourage them to do a show like when they're down a man. Why do you do that? Yesterday they were there and there's one billion things to talk about. And they did a hybrid, like we're talking about, we're talking about what's going on in the world, but we're going to do a best of show, but they're there. They were on the air. Greg was not there. He had to travel. And then today they're not there at all. What the hell is going on there? You've got 
uh, decades of experience between everyone in that room. When, when Greg's not there, there's four people there. No offense. But if I can sit here for three hours every day between two shows alone with no commercial interruption or breaks other than when I have to go tinkle, you better damn well sure, uh, be sure that you should, what am I saying? You absolutely should be able to do a show. And so, and one that would be fantastic. You have every all the tools. What's going on over there? I don't know why that happens. And if you're a fan of both shows, um, I think that's a legitimate question. What the fuck? People want your show. I mean, it's it it should be you should be able to. Uh, uh, move the uh, players and everybody's role changes. My God. Uh, Kelly leads the show when he's not there. That's perfect. Keep doing that. What's wrong with that? You know what it is? People who listen to that show, uh, there is a, a, a small but loud fucking group of people that dog her um, when she's leading it. And it's, really fucking horrible and not fair at all. And I think it sounds great. It's fucking so different. Jesus. So I, I don't know what the fuck is going on there. That is, that's weird. Whatever. Just my opinion. And again, if anyone should be making that opinion, it's me. I should be making that opinion. All right. Merriam-Webster's has announced their word of the year. Every year they do this and they base it on internet searches. I know that some time ago in the past year, I swear to God, I did this. Um, I had heard of the term and I looked it up. And I was like, oh, and I, it took me a couple of times because I'm not the smartest for it to sink in as to what's going on. I read it and I go, oh, I do this every day. Not for evil. Some do it for evil. In fact, I know of one person in particular who does use this for evil. It's a fictitious person known as Joe Gaslight. Let me remind you that this show is a work of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of my imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. <clears throat> but there is a person who goes by the name Joe Gaslight. Fictitious. Uh, 
Merriam-Webster's defines gaslighting. Psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception of reality, or memories, and typically leads to confusion, loss of confidence, and self-esteem. Uncertainly, uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability and a dependency on the perpetrator. It's not my fault, it's yours. Gaslighting can be a very effective tool for the abuser to control an individual. It's done slowly. So the victim writes off the event as a one-off or oddity and doesn't realize they're being controlled and manipulated. Writes someone named Melissa Spino. No doubt a professional in psychology. Dina Bonite writes, Gaslighting can happen in any relationship circumstance, including between friends and family members, not just in couple relationships. Stephanie Sarkis writes, This is a classic gaslighting technique, telling victims that others are crazy and lying and that the gaslighter is the only source for true information. It makes victims question their reality. Second definition, the act or practice of grossly misleading someone, especially for one's own advantage. That's what I do. (laughs) Come on. Joking. Kind of. Election season can create emotion spanning from immense anxiety all the way to extreme apathy. The public arguing, divisiveness, and competition for votes, including political gaslighting, can be overwhelming and exhausting. So all sorts of examples of gaslighting. Just so happens on this show, there's a character that was created that is absolutely fictitious. And that... uh, is a product of my imagination. Named Joe Gaslight. As it turns out, the the word of the year is gaslighting. So, you know, if you're a person in an entirely fictitious way, a couple of years ago, Beats the shit out of some chick. And then somehow the chick is gaslighted so amazingly. She vouches for the abuser. All in a fictitious story that I'm telling you right now. To get the abuser who's gaslighting the victim off so that the victim or so that the gaslighter doesn't get in trouble. Then the gaslighter and the victim, then they part ways in an ugly scenario. The gaslighter then goes and gaslights everyone, bad-mouthing the victim gaslighting anyone who will hear as the message is uh, per se broadcast to the world in this fictitious scenario of course names characters places and incidents either are products of my imagination or, or used fictitiously 
Any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental, especially in this story. Well, anyway. So then, the people on the receiving end of that message from the gaslighter are like, well, boy. The gaslighter's uh, ex-partner sure is a fucking lunatic. They've all been gaslit. The victim's upset. Slinks away. Demanding some type of redemption. But gets none. The gaslighter moves to his next victim. Builds the relationship up to a point it all seems well. Until. One final night. On a holiday. There's a horrible scenario where another victim emerges and the gaslighter has injured the victim, has gotten abusive again. The gaslighter then takes that information and is now broken up with the latest victim. The gaslighter can't believe it. My partner cannot leave me. I love my partner. Broadcast it out to the world again. A fictitious scenario gaslighting people all over again. And the people respond with, we'll help you. We will help you, gaslighter. But they don't know him as gaslighter. No. They love him. They embrace him. They protect him. He dupes everyone. His co-workers, they all embrace him in a blanket of love, canopy of support. The gaslighter skates again. Until finally, one day, the victim and other victims join forces like the fucking Avengers. And they simply announce, you've all been lied to. And somehow, this time, the message sticks. The gaslighter is finally extinguished. Somehow. Wow. Fast forward to right now, this exact moment. After all of this, on this story, the final bow, as we wrap the package and put it under the tree for the holidays, Merriam-Webster's announces the word of the year is gaslighting. Ah! (laughs) Holy shit. In this fictitious work. It's moments like this. That when I lay my head. Down at the end of the day. At the end of the day to rest. I go Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Dear Jesus, please. Let this story play out in a fantastic way. Just let the universe come together. And give me a nice bit of finality to it. 
that will make me uh, shriek with joy. And this happened. Wow. The word of the year, word of the year, is gaslighting. Incredible. It, it couldn't get more perfect than this. What a saga in this fictitious story that I am telling you right now. Absolutely a work of fiction. I appreciate you guys listening to my fictitious story right here. Okay? You're very, very kind. Uh, once again, dear meathead questions, Eric at ericsangelo.com. Um, That term, though, comes from a 1938 play. I'm sorry. It's a film called Gaslight. Um, wait a minute. I'm sorry. A 1938 play and a 1944 film. In both of these, a nefarious man. I'm not kidding you. The main character. This is the epilogue portion of this fictitious story. Except this part isn't fictitious. You're not going to believe it. The main character on the film and play Gaslight. A nefarious man named Joe attempts to trick his new wife into thinking she's losing her mind. In part by telling her that the gaslights in their home, which dim when he's in the attic doing dastardly deeds, are not fading at all. Both the play and the film are widely popular with a renamed version of the play running for more than 11, uh, 11, I'm sorry, 1,000 performances on Broadway and the 1944 film earning a Best Picture nomination and an Oscar for Ingrid Bergman, partly due to the film's popularity. The noun gaslight became a verb too. In the context of the film, gaslighting refers to the psychological manipulation of a person over an extended period of time that causes the victim to question the reality, according to Merriam-Webster. Wow. Part of what I just said was a lie. I have no idea what the name of the main character in that was. I cannot gaslight you into convincing you that the main character was named that. But wouldn't that be fantastic? But I can't even maintain that. All right. Plenty more to talk about on this show. But first of all, uh, if you want more podcasting every day, because this is the free one, and it's powered by advertising by my great sponsors, I do a second podcast every day called the Patreon Bonus Podcast, one of several different shows that are on there each week. There are 11 bonus episodes with uh, hours of material for you to process, listen to, process, for you to listen to and digest. So I give you a couple hours here each day. But if you want more, maybe you do a lot of work uh, listening to things or driving, check out the Patreon. It is not supported by advertisers. It is powered exclusively by listeners. It's a subscription-based service. Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Eric Zane. So if you like what I do here, 
and you'd like to support the show further with actual cash, that's how you do it. I price it $5 a month for all of the audio, $10 a month for the audio, the video, and the live streams. In addition to the daily Patreon bonus podcast, which is essentially an extension of this one, uh, behind that paywall, I play a game called Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia for Cash, which you, the audience, plays against Dale. And by the way, he's on a winning streak. The cash prize is $125 next week. Uh, I pick random people to play that game, people who are subscribed on Patreon, things like that. Actually, I've been taking random people on Facebook, too trying to get them to subscribe as well. But anyway, there's that game. It's great fun. Um, there's the Lost Zane Recordings, my old radio show on BBL with Ben and Julius. I released two episodes of that a week. Smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. I just talked about that. Damn it. The Insane Asylum, which is my two-hour music-driven radio show on Northern Michigan's Q100. Uh, I pick all the music for that and post it minus the commercials. There is uh, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, which we played a clip of that today. And then who are these Zanes? That's where Ben Glaze and I review old uh, cassette air checks of me on the radio. In this case, this is uh, this is an old air check from, look at, you can see it's a Z93 on the tape. 12 2796. <laughs> Jesus. Well, before I even started on mornings. Corey says, you should do a Twitch sub only show. You can put the chat in sub only mode. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Well, anyway, that's my Patreon. I do it to generate financial support for the show. It helps. Keep the roof over the head, the vet bills at bay, and the dogs fed. If you would please consider uh, signing up for Patreon if you enjoy the show. Question. Kenny writes, is that the largest that the pot has grown to? Uh, yes. All right. The open and live stream of this show. Brought to you by TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Outdoor, as long as the weather permits, at TC Paintball. Otherwise, indoor at TC Paintball. Michigan's, yes, Michigan's number one ranked premier paintball facility is TC Paintball. Just voted on by their peers in the paintball industry. Just coming off of a fantastic black friday when you walk into tc paintball you will notice that as the fine professionals are there behind the counter waiting to serve you the wall of armaments all the different styles of paintball weaponry all the added um, things that you can purchase and try out at tc paintball it goes from counter level all the way up Anything you could possibly want, different price points from beginner to professional. TC Paintball, online at tcpaintballgr.com. I love the fact that if you get a group of people who are new, they go, they, they rent the equipment. Their rental equipment 
is so fantastic. You go to some places and the rental equipment just sucks. TC Paintball's rental equipment is better than what a lot of people use on day-to-day play. Really, really fantastic and uh, great pieces of equipment so that your fun is not interrupted. And for one fee, you're going to be out on the field, the paintball pitch for hours at a time with you and your friends. Book a party at TC Paintball. Thank you to the Kent County Health Department. World AIDS Day tomorrow. Now, they don't say it because it's kind of weird to say it. But if you are single and having sex with lots of people because you can and you're a human being, and who cares because you're allowed to do that, woman or man, Woman with woman, man with man, man with woman, woman with man. Giant orgy. Uh, Wife swapping. You need an HIV test. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Not only do you need an HIV test if you have numerous sexual partners, you also need the pill that can protect you because you live that lifestyle, which no judging here. I mean, fuck anybody that judges anybody over that shit is just jealous. Shit, there's like a fucking hair bugging me. Hope it's not a pube. Um, anyway. So my point on all this is uh, to stop, hopefully, maybe one day, the spread of HIV to people. Uh, get a test. Okay, because if you do have that HIV in your system, it's slowly weakening your immune system till one day you will come down with AIDS and possibly die. A cold could kill you, for God's sake. So um, the way the medicines are right now, you can absolutely um, take medicines that can lower the amount of HIV in your system to an undetectable amount, and then you can live with it for your for your entire life. That's where we are on treatments. On World AIDS Day coming up, it's important that I spread that information to you. So uh, you don't need to share it with anybody. All you need to do is listen right now that if that's the boat that you are in, you have numerous sexual partners, get an HIV test because the last thing you want is to weaken your immune system that could hurt you and then AIDS and then you're dead for fuck's sake or you're spreading it to other people. Holy shit. Accesskent.com slash health. This is, uh, this is very, very important. And uh, not just any health, not just the Kent County Health Department, any health department on World AIDS Day, they're having testing all day long at the Kent County Health, uh, Kent County health Department, Jesus. Accesskent.com slash health. It's a lot of AIDS talk. I've come a long way from when on the radio, which I still maintain is one of the funniest things that has ever happened. There were numerous people driving around and listening to the radio throughout the WGRD listening area. And you were hearing a commercial play from the Michigan Department of Health or some shit saying, uh, it's uh, World AIDS Day and I will survive. It's like a really serious voiceover. And then you hear Louis C.K. say, would you just please die of AIDS? Oh! <laughs> then you hear Peter Griffin you have hate. I'm here to tell you, but oh, 
fucking horrible. But that's funny. That is just funny. I got in so much trouble over that shit. Jesus. Uh, where was I? Thank you, A and E, heating and cooling. Joe, um, I'm pretty sure that the folks from Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV um, might be, like, leaning on you to try to trump them in the Great Food Giveaway business sponsor donation. Uh, they know that you are making fat stacks in the heating and cooling world, and they also know how incredibly generous all Mexicans are. No, Joe, do not tell me to go fuck myself. They really think that you should drop $501 to the great food giveaway. Don't tell me to suck your dick with my butt. Cough it up. How in the world can you tell me to eat your ass while you're shitting when I'm trying to raise money for hungry people? You sick fuck. Tu madre es una puta. Yeah, I figured you'd end with that one. My mother, God rest her soul, is not a whore, and you ought to be ashamed of yourself, you fucking asshole. Anyway, A&E, heating and cooling, 616-516-8579. Hopefully, you've all sent questions for Dear Meathead, because I am now calling up Dad for that segment. Brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. Megan says Daisy looks disgusted. No, she doesn't. Come on. She's happy as can be. Good morning. Ruby. How you doing, son? I'm well. Good morning. Good morning. You sound good. I feel great. Is everything okay, health-wise? Oh, are you kidding? I'm a hundred percent. I am. Uh, I am one hundred percent. It was. It was like the sniffles. Wow. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Thank God. Right on. I'm. I'm assuming. How about you... your brother? Do you hear anything from him? Uh yeah, he feels fine. He actually had this. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I, thought, I thought he had it more serious than you did. Yeah, yeah. Or is it all the same? Um, yeah, he uh, he absolutely did. Um, so you know, uh, I think he's uh, I think he's uh, he took some medicine and and he feels great. Okay, he, but he's not at work. Uh, I don't I don't know I don't know if he is at work. I don't know if he is no. at work. I think he travels all over. You know. Yep. Yep. Oh. oh. 
Yeah, I uh, think Joe he's is all right now. And uh, I, I, I hate to ask out of fear that you're going to say that you guys feel terrible, but uh, are you, are you okay? I mean, you were exposed to COVID because of me and my family. Uh, how, how do you feel? Well, you never had any sign of it. Everybody feels okay. Joanne, you feel okay? She's doing fine. She's my doctor. I'm so sorry if uh, there's any anxiety as a result of this. I know I am very, very anxious. No, I don't have any issues. All right. Um, okay, Dad, I don't have a ton of questions here. So well, Yeah, everybody's probably locking themselves up. Yeah, if anybody has a question, uh, you can send it along, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I only have one question as of right now, so this this might be the shortest edition of Dear Meathead ever. <laughs> well, hey, maybe we all need a break, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, no problem at all. Maureen writes this, uh, Dear Meathead, my question is this. Good morning. Are you following uh, USA soccer in the World Cup? I actually watched a little bit of the Iran uh, yeah. against, uh, against America, which we ended up beating them by one point. Right, right. Okay, uh, yeah. Now, let me ask you, that's, that's, your, that's where you used to live. I, I played on the team. What well, you you played on the national Iranian team? That's right. We didn't have a national team. Oh, okay. We had a, a big deal team. Okay, so like a local team would kick it around. Isn't that the team where you would? Uh, I thought you described it as you would play and you had a pin and you would stab people while the gameplay was going on. Oh, uh, I, I did that to one guy. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Um, that, that was not a, a, it just, that was a local game. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm surprised that, they, Hey, if you know what, in Iran, if they would have found out that you did that, they would have, they would have hung you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Town square. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, town square just said. Have you been following that story on the news about, um, how in Iran there's like kind of like a revolution going on? No, I haven't. Well, I, yeah, I haven't even heard about that. Yeah, some um, there was an incident where um, a a a twenty two year old young lady was killed because uh, the the authorities did not like what she was wearing. Yeah, they're they're restrict religious wise. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, they're, they're back in the old centuries. Yeah, and can you imagine? I mean, but it was worse when you lived there, wasn't it? No, we uh, we didn't have any issues. Well, that was before the Islamic Revolution. The Islamic the Islamic Revolution. Oh, yeah, we we did not have any of that issues. We had a I had a, a corner of a city that we always always traveled over there. Right, and it was ten of us. Right. Did uh, did women have to cover up when they went outside back then? Yes. yes. Oh, they did. Yes. So, Grandma, well, the religious people did it. You know, the Iranians. Okay, but it wasn't like because Grandma was a Christian. Did, uh, did uh, we? We were we were persecuted. Right, right. But did uh, Grandma have to cover up? No. Okay. Yeah, there now it doesn't matter if you're Christian. Oh, they went backwards. Oh yeah, right it's now. it's a complete. Pardon my French. It's a complete shit show. Yes. Yes. 
uh, no, the, the chador is uh, what they call it. The word chador was uh, the cover. That's right. It's the garb. Uh, it's a no-show. <laughs> Joanne says it's a no-show. Um, I God, I had another question, and it just popped into my brain, and then it left. Uh, Maureen continues, do you watch soccer on TV, or, or do you find it too boring? No, I've been watching uh, off and on. In fact, I watched the Iran's game, and they lost uh, by one point. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I, I, I can't get into it. I'm not going to lie. No, I, I didn't want to follow it. You know, I didn't watch the whole thing. I mean, I can see playing it would be fun, but I can't I can't follow it. It's just, it's too slow. It's just. Yeah, it is. You know? It is. Uh, Stevie asks this. Hello, Ruben. Christmas is almost here. Uh, what <laughs> is your favorite holiday tradition or memory? Dad, take us back. Wait a minute. Repeat that. Uh, she says, Christmas is almost here, Ruben. What is your favorite holiday tradition or memory? I honestly, I can tell that I don't have any special. Oh, come on. I really don't. Well, don't you? There's a tradition, and uh, and it's uh, you know you uh, get together on Christmas Eve and have a party. Yeah, we get together. Well, yeah, that's a tradition. Yeah, we do that. Yeah. Um, you know. um, but when it's done, it's done. And you play Santa Claus. And uh, we uh, we play Santa Claus. I play Santa Claus. Right. So we're doing that again this year. I, I don't know. No, we're not. No. We can't According to Joanne, we're too old. Oh, my God. Hey, I get it. I understand. We're going to their houses. Yeah, we're going to their houses. She's right. Uh, Nath, I'm sorry, Dad. Go ahead. I got one guy. He's, what, three years old? This guy just loves me. His name is Jude. That is your uh, That is your uh, great-grandson, right? Yes. Yes. Sam, Sammy, Sam's boy. Yes. This guy will come, just cheeses me and runs out there and sits next to me. Yeah. He's, I just love that guy. Yeah, it, it's wonderful seeing all those kids. Yes, yes. Hey, hey uh, speaking of grand grandson, grandpa, I had a discussion the other day. I can't remember if it was on the podcast. I just realized um, your dad, my grandpa, I don't know his name. Uh, Gregory, it would be Gregory. Okay. His name was Gregor. Uh, so, do I say Gregor? Gregor would be an Armenian pronunciation. Gregory is a American name. All right, all right. Now I got. I I did not. I can you believe I didn't know that? Uh, I barely uh, remember. You know. So uh, his name was. Gregor Zaitunian? Yes. Okay. So um, when he passed away, tragically, you were very young. Um, is there a is there like a grave somewhere in Iran where he is buried? I honestly, I have no yeah, idea. Took you to the grave before you left. Uh, yeah, 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 there is. Yeah, there is. Joanne just reminded me. My, before I came to America, <clears throat> my mom took me to the graveside. Wow. To, uh, you know, say goodbye. goodbye. So somewhere in Iran, he, yeah. he is buried. 
But you know, I really don't have any fond memories of my dad. Oh, I know, I know, I remember. It's very traumatic. He was uh, he was quite a hothead. He was a difficult man to deal with. Right. I say that now as an adult, as well. a kid. I was. I remember when uh, uh, he came home. He used to have one of the uh, uh, vehicles that's got wood sides. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there because. Uh, is this the one where with the baloney? Is this, went, is he, this? He sent us to get the food. Right, right, right. And you were and you were messing with the lights and the horn. Yeah, and we then, started screwing out with the lights, and he showed up. Oh yeah, I remember that story, Dad. He, he grabbed him up and took him out there by the bridge. Almost, he was going to right. throw him in the river. He was going to throw Uncle Garo into the river. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah, that. And we live right across the street from a police department. Cops grabbed them. Right. Yeah. Thank God. Again, you had uh, you had paid them off in silverware. We all know that story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. No, my dad was a very stern man. That was one I, of the. That was one of the. Yeah. I remember that, but I don't know what he did to me. That was one of the best investments you ever made in making sure that the cops had eating had eating utensils. No, no, no! They bring it back. They bring. It back. I don't oh, know if I they know. watched them, brother, or not. Oh, I know. I'm. I'm very. Uh, that's very, very, very wise that that you placated those people because they, when you needed them, they they kept Grandpa for uh, Uncle Garo from getting uh, murdered. Oh my God! Yeah. That would have been a disaster. Uh, all right, uh, Dad. I have a question for you. It is from Nathan, and unless anyone has any other questions. This is going to be it. Eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. Nathan writes, Dear Meathead, could you explain what it means when people say a bird in hand is better than two in a bush? Two in the bush. Now, I've heard that, but I don't know what the hell that means. A bird in hand is is better than two in the bush. Well, in a hand, you got them. Yeah. In a bush, they fly away if you want to approach them. Right. They, then you have nothing. That sounds very simple. I can't believe I couldn't figure out. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually thought about that, but Joanna threw a word in there, which came back to me. <clears throat> so basically... Uh, uh, if if you have the one bird, uh, and th- though you there's, though, yeah, your, you have yours. it. It's so like if you have a dollar in your hand and two in the bush. Yeah. Right. Right. So I guess I guess I would struggle to be able to apply it to something. You know. That's it. Yeah. Well, it that's baffling to me. That that's that's the type of thing that would keep you and I awake at night. <laughs> Kid. You know? <laughs> well, you should have thought about your dad, and you would have probably set the streak. All right. Well, I'm going to check on you every day uh, in hopes that you guys are recovering or uh, not getting sick. I, I'm so I'm still so uh, very very worried about you. Thank you so much, honey. But we are we're all right. We're so far as of this morning, this a.m. hour, we're perfect shape. Except my hips are hurting me because I've been sitting down too much. All right, guys. I love you. I love you, too. And say hello to the family. Hug them. Kiss them. 
and tell them that we all love them. Of course. Okay. And, uh, well, look forward for the next visit. Okay, Dad. I love you guys. Have a good one. Love you, too. All right. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Dear Me, Dad, brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness. In the Northland. In the Northland. Wasn't that part of an Ozzy Osbourne song? It's just a hand in the bush. In the bush. Which, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't have, I don't think that has anything to do with one bird in hand is better than two in the bush. And then he said, it's just a hand in the bush. In the bush. In the bush. Fucking great song. All right. Uh, Dear Meathead, thank you. USA soccer win. Okay. Now, I don't want you to get the idea that I am so anti-soccer that I don't want the U.S. to do well. Of course I want the home team to win. In anything. If it was a classic dance, if it was figure skating in the Olympics, if it was curling, I'm all about it. Go USA, USA, USA. I am all about it. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. But after spending uh, two days, well, watching two games, US Wales and US and England, I am so historically bored. It's like, uh, what I did was, what I ended up doing, especially on that England game, was just having it on right here as I worked. And then when I hear the crowd start to roar and the announcers, uh, I just look at it and then nothing happens. And then, like, there's 10 corner kicks in a row and, you know, uh, dude kicks it. This is the most exciting part of the game, the corner kicks. Okay? Because you don't know what the fuck can happen. It's usually just some wild bounce and then the ball suddenly in the goal. 20 people, 21 people are in this box and you just kick it up there. And then hopefully it bounces off someone's face into the net. And then everybody loses their shit. The whole team runs. They celebrate. They're gonna, some guy's going, go! The announcer, the Mexican announcer, is the most exciting thing. It's more exciting than the game. Uh, I don't know why they don't take the Mexican announcer who speaks Spanish and make him do... Uh, the U.S. game. I don't want to hear the U.S. announcer. I don't want to hear you describing. I can see what's happening. I don't need you describing it for me. All I'm interested in is getting past this horrible game I'm watching and hearing the guy go, because that's the only good part about it. I'm sorry. It sucks, folks. In fact, I put a poll out. Um. The poll goes like this. The U.S. Uh, the U.S. advances in the World Cup. Do you care? Of the nearly 100 votes, 69% said, no, I'm bored. 
31% yes, I love soccer. That is the official, those are official results. That is a great snapshot for people. I'm surprised there's 31%. It stinks. Oh, God. However, the U.S. does beat Iran. They advance to the round of 16. They now play the Netherlands on Saturday. Good luck. I hope you win. There is a bit of uh, uh, dramatics to this that I think actually is worth talking about. And thank God for this. Okay? Because the star player for the United States is a young man named Christian Pulisic. No one in America has heard of this guy. No one. He is now famous because... His name is being mentioned for the U.S. team. Now, after the World Cup, he will then go back into obscurity. He plays soccer for some professional team. It doesn't matter who he plays for. Um, He probably uh, sells life insurance during the offseason or sweeps the floor at a local shop because he doesn't make any money playing soccer. That's not even true. For some reason, the rest of the world pays these guys a ton of cash. Ridiculous. Um, Sean says, speaking of polls, what's the rank on the Freeburn Hot Wing Show Reddit poll for favorite show member? Joe won that poll, and I was second. Free beer was last. That's embarrassing. The two highest vote getters on the uh, uh, on a on a Reddit thread that everyone hates me on, and I haven't been on that show for seven years, and I get the second most votes, uh, only to the guy who everyone's in love with, who just got fired. Well, I wouldn't say everyone's in love with him. I shouldn't say fired either. That's all a mistake. I didn't I didn't say that. That's that's a mistake. I have to retract that. He was not fired. He resigned so he can get to, he's into sports and fitness now, according to Instagram. That's what he does. Um, Chris in Maine says, uh, Pulisic has 50 million over a five-year contract. What? That's horrible. Ugh. There is a high degree of drama here. As Pulisic's dick and balls were smashed into oblivion. I am not kidding you. Look at this. Here he has just scored in the third game for the U.S. Only their second goal. Which is just horrible. Because they won the game one nothing In three games, they've scored two goals. What a pile of shit. He, as he was running in to score the goal, and I'll show it to you in a second, he's running at like 100 miles an hour. And this Iranian who's wearing uh, porno star thigh-high socks, his whole knee, as he was running towards uh, Pulisic, smashed his penis and his balls, and they actually exploded. I mean, it wasn't like just a, uh, hey, that hurt. Like the balls are squished and were bursting out of his sack and the dick was split 
like a Kogel hot dog in the microwave for too long. Look at that. Look at how much pain he's in. He's just scored and he's like, oh, no. People have said, no, that that's not what happened. Bullshit. It wasn't what happened. Are you nuts? Incredible. Uh, let's get after it. Audio check. Video check. Here we go. This is the big moment. This is the goal. Okay. So um, I think I understand offsides. The last defender creates an imaginary line across the field. In hockey, that line is stationary called the blue line. So the offsides line is the last defender. Okay. Draw an imaginary line along that guy. The uh, team on uh, the team that has the ball, you can't put a guy past the defender ahead of the ball getting there. I think if one of you soccer dicks knows to uh, confirm or deny if I've fucked that up. Robinson back for the captain, Tyler Adams. Okay. I just see Polisic. This is okay. Here he is. He makes a, a break. This guy with the ball sees what he's trying to do here. Now this goal of the 90 minutes of gameplay, this 10 seconds is exciting and that's it. You, but you, it, that it does not equate 10 seconds of excitement for 90 minutes of viewing is not fun. Okay, now, to me, he's offsides. He's clearly offsides. How is he not offsides? He's way offsides. Big run. It's been for him. Dest is stuck in behind. Dest in the middle. Pulisic. Okay, that wasn't Pulisic. That was the other dude who centered it to Pulisic. Run. It's been for him. Pulisic's coming in here about to get his dick crunched. This dude who's offsides, unless one of you can explain to me how he's not. Dest is stuck in behind. Dest in the middle. Oh, yeah, he paid the price. Um, I don't know enough to be able to tell you how he wasn't offside. And as the ball comes across, it's Captain America to the rescue for the 90. Captain Smash Dick. As the ball comes across, it's Captain. Maybe it's you have to be behind the only you can only be behind the defense if the ball's in the air. Is that what happened? Oh, great. Now I got an ad. Shit. And as the ball comes across, it's Captain America. Oh! Watch. Watch this. And he runs right into the goalkeeper at the end of this, but lays Oh, no! For his team and for his country. And Keep an eye on this guy's dick. Gets his moment. Assist in the... Right here. That left knee is going to bury itself right in his cock. Oh, no! And then a goal here with the United States tournament at stake. And it's Christian Pulisic. Right place, right time. 
And what a header. So brave to get there first. Oh, what a header is right. Look at... Oh! Right! Oh, right in the dick. And then, um, I don't know who was doing damage control on that. But... um, they, uh, on the in the press, they're like, "Oh no, no! It's just an abdominal injury. It's no big deal." Um, as you scroll down, though, he ended up playing a little longer, Polisic, and then he went to the hospital for smash dick syndrome, and he doesn't care. He's so fired up. Look at this guy. Christian Pulisic from the hospital after suffering an abdominal injury against Iran. Uh-huh. So bleeping proud of my guys. I'll be ready Saturday. Don't worry. Look at how happy he is. He can't have sex ever again. He's going to have to become a woman. Wow. Pulisic reportedly texted his teammates, let him know, yeah, I'll be ready. I will be ready. So... Uh, I am going to pay attention. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm probably, if I do turn it on, it will be while I'm doing something else. Okay? Because I do want to follow this because I am interested. I want the team to win. But Jesus, God, it's just so boring. It's just so boring. I cannot stand it, how boring it is. My God. All right. So Team USA, all right, congrats. Man, USA soccer wins. Uh, Netherlands, 10 a.m. That will be the next game. All right. Um, Trump, we got to get into Trump because this story is not going away. And frankly, I don't know how he fucking thought this was going to work out. Um, at a time when it's becoming painfully clear that the country is over things like uh, election denying and Trump endorsed candidates. That was made clear in the most recent election. A lot of people leading up to the election, the midterm expected it to be a red wave. It was not. Um, and, you know, a lot of people in the Republican Party are like, well, Fuck, maybe he's not the guy. Maybe people are moving on. Maybe we shouldn't. And if we are going, if he is coming back, and he did, he announced he's running again, perhaps he shouldn't hitch his wagon on all the things from the past. And I think that one of the things that's that could trouble him, maybe, um, would be this business of uh, hanging, uh, uh, glomming on to now fucking anti-Semites. Why would you do that? You know? Um, if you're going to appeal to anybody, why would you, why would you go that route of all the things that you could do? There's a million and one things you could focus on. You could focus on, um, you could make up stories about the economy being the way it is because of Joe Biden. You could, you could talk about, uh, uh, COVID restrictions. You could talk about, yeah, hell you could even talk about, uh, uh, uh election, uh, fraud. Okay. That to me is more acceptable then the first thing you do after you announce you are running for president is to have dinner with a Holocaust denier and influencer, Nick Fuentes, who is a guest of Kanye West, who has 
basically shot himself in the foot, losing billions of dollars in business uh, because of his connection uh, or with all of these companies like Adidas because he's like, ah, fuck the Jew. So he's had two, he had a meal with two Jew haters. Jesus. And he had them over to his house and they had a meal. Now Republicans are turning on him. Mitch McConnell said, oh, it was a terrible idea to share a meal with people who hate Jews. That was a bad move. But any sense to have a meal with Holocaust deniers. I think that, so his, now, I don't know if it matters because when um, Trump told all those shitheads to attack the Capitol, McConnell said, I've had it with Trump. Enough is enough. We have got to move to impeach Trump. And then, you know, a month later, he's like, I love Trump. Trump is a great individual. Uh, Lindsey Graham, uh, after Trump had all those assholes invade the Capitol, he's like, enough's enough. We cannot have, I'm out. We ain't doing this anymore. I am out. I cannot, I cannot support this for one more second. I am going back to my chambers. I'm getting fucked in the ass by three black guys. And then I am denouncing Trump going forward. No more. And then like, Five days later, Lindsey Graham says, my asshole is the size of a coffee can after having copious amounts of sex with three enormous black dudes. And I just want to say, I love Trump. Those things happened. So now the Republicans are like, what the fuck, man? How the fuck are you doing that? Now, which, you know, whatever. I mean, they're going to end up supporting Trump anyway because they're a bunch of gutless assholes. Uh, Republican James Cormer from Kentucky. I don't know. Maybe he's one of these rhino guys, which I love the rhinos. I'm team rhino. Rhinos are the ones you want to win. Uh, He is expected to take the mantle of the House Oversight Committee chairman come January. He criticized the meeting in a Sunday Meet the Press interview. He certainly needs better judgment who he dines with, Comer said. I know he's issued a statement and said he didn't know who those people were, and he did. He said, I had no idea. I, I had no idea who they were. I wish I could do a Trump impression, or I wish I knew someone who did a fucking Trump impression. I wish... I just had the president reach out to me from time to time. That would be great. As you know, when the story first unfolded on Friday, Trump earned the asshole of the day award on this show. Um, when pressed on who, on if he would condemn the dinner, Comer said he would not take a meeting with either Fuentes or West, but stop short of a condemnation of the dinner. You see, that right there is the problem. Why can't you? What are you afraid of, you pussy? Whether you're a rhino or you're not, 
you need to condemn that. You need to say on Meet the Press, he's a moron. He's an absolute fool. Now, he may over time make me change my mind about that. But right now, he needs to be smacked in the mouth. Why can't we have that? Here's a uh, picture of this piece of shit, Fuentes, uh, hanging out with Alex Jones, of all people. My God. Um, Texas GOP representative, I might like this guy, Chip Roy's office, uh, pointed to Comer's uh, comments toward Fuentes after two of his colleagues spoke at an event at the young purported and that the young uh, purported anti-Semite hosted. Texas GOP representative Chip Roy said Nick Fuentes is an asshole. Roy said the congressman added he was frustrated by colleagues who have chosen to associate in this situation. I like that guy. Former New Jersey governor Chris Christie, who I, I still like him. I still like him. I really do. He's done some shitty things, but it seems like every time Chris Christie talks, I'm like, Fuck, I hate that you're making sense. He blasted Trump over the meeting, as did Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, who said it was very troubling that the former president had dinner with an avowed racist. Uh, You could have accidental meetings, things like that happen. That was not an accidental meeting. It was a set-up dinner with Kanye, Hutchinson said. You have to disavow it. It is as simple as that. This is just another example of an awful lack of judgment from Donald Trump, according to Chris Christie. Anti-Semitism watchdogs and other Jewish groups have also weighed in on the controversy with Lior Rez, executive director of grassroots watchdog Stop Anti-Semitism, took aim at the Republican silence on the dinner. Ignoring anti-Semitism when convenient is abhorrent. It must always be exposed, condemned, and prevented regardless of political allegiance, she said. The deafening silence emanating from GOP leaders regarding former president's meeting with the two anti-Semites, Nick Fuentes and Kanye West, is frightening. She continued, why are leading Republicans silent now? Because they're pussies. When they previously loudly condemned anti-Semitic rhetoric yielded by representatives uh, Elon Omar and Rashida Tlaib. It's an absolute double standard. Call it what it is, you pussies. Have some balls. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm uh, being uh, informed by my staff here on the show uh, that there is a message that I should play for you. Audio check. Big fraud saying it's your pal, President Trump calling. I don't understand why you never pick up your phone. You know, I'm told that you're calling people in Afghanistan. They could be from Al-Qaeda. We don't know. We don't know. Pull out Biden, they call him. But anyways, you, Pull can't out pick Biden. Up, you can't pick up when the president of the United States calls. 
Anyway, so many people, Eric, they're coming up to me and they're telling me you've made me some kind of asshole of the day. <laughs> really kind of a distinct honor. Never really been anything like it. Never really been anything like it. And I've been honored with so many things, you know, Eric. Now I'm the big fraud Zane asshole of the day. I'm sure you're playing this to your puny little audience with your tiny little listeners, all three of them. So then let me declare to them that I, Donald Trump, am declaring myself the asshole of the week right here on the Big Fraud Zane Show. Now, how many of your guests come on and do that, Eric? You got to give me some credit. Look, the deal is, I know I know you're upset about the dinner, and that's what brought all this on. The deal is, the dinner was dinner, okay? Dinner. They were fans. You wouldn't believe how many people come to Mar-a-Lago, Eric. Such a beautiful house in Florida. You know, and, and Donald Trump has always had just wonderful properties, beautiful buildings. Anyways, my people, they come up to me and say, Yee is here. Yee is here. I don't know who that is. Never heard of him. Well, it's Kanye West. And I said... I said, why not? I've got plenty of Big Macs. So I said, sure, let's do this thing. And there's this Fuentes guy. This Fuentes guy. Said, Who knows? Never met him. But people are saying now that he's not so good. Not so good, that Fuentes guy. Now, these guys are apparently big fans of mine. I'm sure you understand what it's like when you have a couple of fans show up at your big, beautiful house. <laughs> so the more and more you think about it, Eric... We're really the same. Donald Trump and Big Fraud Zane. So, Eric, I'm also getting the information that maybe you've got COVID. We're all thinking about you. But you really have me to thank for that beautiful vaccine. <laughs> I never understood why so many people hate the vaccine. It's really a beautiful vaccine <laughs> that we made. When you think about it, Operation Warp Speed. Tremendous operation. One of the best. Never going to be an operation like that again. Never again. And you think about it, you could go all the way back to George Washington, and no one has done more for this country than Donald Trump. And now, a vaccine, by the way, for people even like you, little old Big Fraud Zane. Anyways, Big Fraud, I'm sure we'll be chatting again soon. Well, that's just fantastic. Mr. President, I... uh... I, I would like to say that I'm honored, um, but it's, you're a horrible individual. I mean, I think, I think we need to, as time, I mean, we keep passing like ships in the night. We've not actually spoken. I just, I just get messages. We need to actually have a conversation, you know? Very, very strange. Oh, my God. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, advertise with the Eric Zane Show podcast. Send me an email if you're interested, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I would love to hear from you if you would like me to put your message out there for the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, all right. Uh, Stevie, if you could, uh, I'm trying to establish theater of the mind. If you could, let's, uh, avoid, avoid, uh, 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 showing, let's avoid showing who's behind the curtain just in case trying to establish 
Theater of the mind, please. Please don't do that. Please, please don't. All right. Uh, meanwhile, back at the ranch. Uh, yesterday, by the way, I told you I was going to uh, link up the um, China China documentary, Tiananmen Square. See, now I can't help it. Now I want to do a Trump impression myself, but I can never, ever. Nothing can top that. Nothing. Nothing. That's the absolute best. I see someone made the comment. Uh, whoever is doing this needs to put makeup on and actually be on Saturday Night Live. It's that perfect. When that is playing, you're all seeing his face in your mind. You're seeing Trump's face. That's how good that is. I've never heard anything so spectacular. I expect at some point uh, some uh, gigantic entity like the Stern Show reaching out to me and saying, we need to know who that is because he needs to be on Howard's show. It's that good. By the way, one more thing. Did you see Howard interviewed Bruce Springsteen for two and one half hours? It was awesome. It was so great. And I would like to say, I would like to say Big Fraud Zane, which I love the name Big Fraud Zane. It's so funny. Um, Bruce Springsteen at 70 whatever years old is a fucking dreamboat. He is so damn handsome. And you all know, if you've listened to me for any amount of time, I am not uh, afraid of telling you how handsome certain men are. Bruce is a dreamboat. And it's not like he looks young. He just looks pristine. He looks so handsome and healthy. He's on the Stern Show and he's got that... You know, he's got that Bruce voice and his sleeves are rolled up and he's tan and his face is jawline for miles and he's just in shape. He looks fantastic and he sounds even better. Come on up for the rising. I love him so much. Springsteen is so fantastic. And uh, here he is at 70 plus years old. Uh, Howard asking him these intimate questions it was just great if you have hbo you must watch howard interviewing bruce holy shit so great so awesome um but i digress i have a that i am going to link up in the show notes i did not do it yesterday and i meant to do it i'll leave a note for myself china China documentary about Tiananmen Square. It's a little slow, but it picks up. It's it's long. It's three and a half hours long. But uh, very good. Some of you people who are into documentaries, you will love it. Uh, fuck, I got a... Oh, my God. I have so many sponsors to make up here. I'm sorry. Sarah Honda Granville, S-E-R-R-A. HondaGranville.com. They're located on Kennewa, just north of 44th. Terrific dealership. The number one Honda volume dealer in the entire state of Michigan. You pull in, you're like, why is this lot so empty? There's very few new cars. That is every uh, lot in America. 
okay? For some reason, well, it has to do with the chip shortage. Buying cars has become a different process. So you go there, you test drive. They do have cars you can test drive. All the brand new vehicles for 2023 are there. You test drive a 2023, whatever you want. I love this car. I want to buy it. Okay. As you see, we have none. Oh, okay. Now, occasionally they actually will have a car there. Just gets off the truck and you can buy it. Like, But you got to, it's, it's timing and luck. Uh, but more often than not, you then sit down with a terrific uh, sales executive like Brian Miller. And you say, yeah, I want this feature, this feature, this feature, and this feature, this option, this option, this option, not that option. Mm, okay, great. And then that's it. Two weeks later, your car shows up, they prep it, they get it ready, they fill it full of gas, and then you have your car. That's how that works. That's every dealership in America right now. However, if you want to drive off in a car today, all right, they have Michigan's largest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles, all makes and models, all, all different years, all different price ranges, drive in, drive out. There's something for everyone. Car, truck, van, SUV, uh, minivan, hybrid, EV, everything. Sarah, Honda, Granville, but you have to go there. Go there, say hi, beautiful campus, love it. Bennett Flooring Installation, the flooring installation company in all of West Michigan. BennettFlooring.com. Reach out to Bennett Flooring Installation, and they will show up at your residence, and they will measure for you. Measure that room. You're like, hey, uh, yeah, Jacob, I've already done all the work of having to uh, rip out the old flooring. He's like, good move. It's going to save you a ton of cash because I'm just installing. I'm just installing. Reach out to Jacob, 616-318-0167. More with Jacob because he has another business called M37 Hackers about a great event that I'm going to tell you about very soon, like in a minute. Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home is the flooring that I want you to buy that Jacob installs. The Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet is on Chicago Drive right behind Little Caesars. It's an ugly beige building. March in. They've got piles of flooring everywhere. All different styles, makes, hardwood, uh, linoleum, vinyl plank, ceramic, uh, big squares, little squares, carpet, every different type of carpet. Did I say hardwood, softwood, wood? Doesn't matter. It's all there. Go there. Get your flooring. It's already the lowest price in the entire state of Michigan, so it's well worth the drive. Add in that you listen to the show and you're getting an additional 10% off when you say my name. Kent, drop the E out of you. Longtime friend slash listener It's there. Go say hi to him. Don't forget about Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, 616-532-6600. Talked about them a lot today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you need a dumpster, you go to Dumpster Divers. DumpsterDiversLLC.com. In West Michigan, if you need a dumpster, that's who you call, 616-375-9962. Their dumpsters are just as big as anybody's, but they occupy less space because they have tall walls. John Wall, tall wall. John Wall, tall wall. Uh, their dumpsters are cheaper because the weight limit is priced. The weight limit price is, uh, is lower, a lower weight threshold because the other guys screw you with a higher weight threshold and you have to pay for it. 
Uh-uh, not at Dumpster Divers. I have two more sponsors than something very exciting to tell you about. My Policy Shop Insurance, open enrollment right now for Obamacare, uh, 616-914-4070. Frank's services at My Policy Shop Insurance are free. So if you need health insurance through the marketplace or Obamacare, and that's usually a person who uh, just resigned from their job, Joe, uh, if they their employer does not offer insurance, or they are self-employed. Get your health care today. Frank Fuss, 616-914-4070. Last but not least, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. Anywhere in the U.S. except South Carolina, Alaska, Hawaii, and uh, Maine. 616, I'm sorry, 231-332-6505. Get money from your home, pay off those high-interest credit cards, Get a refi. Maybe you're going from a 15 to a 30 or a 30 to a 15. Rates are still in the shit zone. But if you got to buy a house, you got to buy a house. Get it today. Get your mortgage. And then when those rates go down, you redo it at a lower rate. 231-332-6505. Okay. Mark your calendar for Sunday, December 18th. Noon, M37 Hackers, West Michigan's newest golf simulation headquarters, is having an Eric Zane Show podcast listener appreciation party. 20 audience members will enjoy all of this for free. I will be there. If you like golf or even if you hate golf, you are going to have so much damn fun. Holy cow. Four man best ball scramble blind draw. So all 20 of us blind draw teams of four and then you're golfing on simulators. And if you've never seen these the ball's on the tee. You have the club. You don't have to bring clubs. You don't even need clubs. You can bring them if you want, your own clubs. And then you hit the fuck out of it, and it hits like a um, a canvas, which projects the golf course, the hole. So it's hole number one at Pebble Beach. And then the sensors read your shot, and it projects your shot, and you see it go like golden tee. So if you hit it like a cock, it's going to go off into the fucking trees and you're going to hit some old fucker. It's that fun. And you go, ah, oh, shit. And then Kyler's drunk. Ah, fucking shit. Oh, man. Uh, bring your own beer in a cooler. They don't sell alcohol. Okay. But you can bring a cooler. Holy shit. Bring the DD in the cooler. Oh, my God. It's going to be awesome. First prize wins $300. Longest putt, $50 prize. Closest to the pin on the Golden Tee Challenge. Uh, Wait a minute. $300, first prize, longest. I'm Wait a minute. I think I'm fucking this up. $300, first place prize. Longest putt, $50 prize. Closest to the pin, Golden Tee Challenge, $50. Closest chip challenge, $50 prize. Wow. What I'm going to do is I'm going to post on Facebook. 
All you got to do is like it. And you'll be in the drawing. That is December 18, noon at M37 Hackers, uh, West Michigan's premier golf simulation headquarters. So while the game's going on, well, there's other table games. They got golden tea there. We're going to be crushing the fucking golden tea. I cannot wait for this. M37 Hackers in the beautiful Mecca of Red State uh, awesomeness, in air quotes, Middleville, Michigan. Do not have a Biden t-shirt or a, a Joe Biden flag on your vehicle. They will flip your car and burn it. Isn't Middleville Barry County? What county is Middle? Aha! It is Barry County. We should have Dar Leaf show up there. And we can play Stump Dar Trivia. Dar Leaf is Michigan's uh, stupidest sheriff. We could bring Dar in and have da- Stump Dar Leaf Trivia or the Dar Leaf Trivia Challenge for prizes. I heard he's recovering from monkeypox. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, my work here is done. Thank you. You've been a wonderful audience again. Yesterday, the asshole of the day was Tyler Adams from USA Soccer for not fucking going ghetto on that idiot Iranian reporter trying to talk him into a corner. All right. Maureen says, Darleaf's brother goes to my church in Owasso. Ryan suggests that the asshole of the day be the goalie that smashed the guy's nuts. I don't know about that. I I have no idea who the uh, asshole of the day could be today. Everyone has been very well behaved on the chat as far as I could see. So no one there. Oh, you know what I didn't talk about? I'm going to have to save it for the Patreon. The college football playoffs. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I hate to do this because I don't want to piss them off again and get another angry phone call. Who am I kidding? I absolutely want another angry phone call. Uh, this isn't going away. It's It's got to be Trump. Trump is again your asshole of the day as he cannot escape. The whole having the dinner with Jews thing. So there you go. You made that bed. Now you sleep in it, motherfucker. All right. Sam the Jew. Speaking of of Jews, uh, he says, I would say 99% of Americans who don't appreciate soccer are the asshole of the day. Dude. I, I... It's a good thing you're near perfect. 
First of all, you're Jewish. That's good. You have the most beautiful growing family I think I've ever seen. Your lovely wife, uh, Leah, your beautiful child. I forget the child's name, but she's as pretty as a picture. You, uh, I believe you're you're like a veteran, aren't you? Uh, and I, I don't know because you're not one of these dickheads who wears a hat all the time announcing that he, he was in the military. You're so good. How can you like soccer? That's disgusting. Thank you, folks. Have a good one. Talk to you on the Patreon. Bye-bye.